Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. As usual, you're the best listening audience on the planet. Today, we've got a great lineup for you. You know, what happens when we get into a space in our life? And I think many of you have heard me talk about this over the past couple of days where, you know, one day you're thinking, what is my life about? You know, who am I? And you look in the mirror and one of the things that you see is somebody that's not quite recognizable to you. And you don't quite know why. You don't know if it's something that's making you feel like it's unresolved, something in your past. Is there something happening where you know that you deserve to thrive? But for some strange reason, you can't quite get there. One of the things that we're going to be presenting to you today Uh, My very special guest, Jen Ripp, is joining me here today. What does it mean to embrace your true self? What does that mean? And how can we soothe the pathway for anything and everything we are meant to grieve? That's what today's show is about. What is it about our senses that needs to be awakened? Even if we don't quite know the exact pinpoint of that feeling. That's what Jen does in her journey, her life, what it means to deal with loss, incredible loss. Um, And you guys heard me talk about this yesterday uh, when I was doing a show and I was talking about the loss in my family. You know, almost every family member lost to drug and addiction and you know, family members dying on a hospital floor. What happens if that is unresolved? You know, what happens if you think to yourself, why am I still here? Why, after everything I've done equal to those family members, why am I still here? And how do you live and thrive in the middle of that? Jen and I have something in common. We both love the word thrive. And it's something that we love because we've taken the journey and we know what it's like to lose things over and over and over again and yet rise up and realize it isn't the loss that we remember. It's the passion, the purpose, and the journey to help all of you that are going through an incredible time right now, a time that maybe the news doesn't pinpoint about what your loss is about what you're feeling, about what we can do to help you heal. But that's Jen Ripper. That's what she does. 
She is somebody that has not just created a platform to guide you, to walk you, to hold your hand. Then if you don't think that you're going through an extraordinary time of loss right now, if you don't think that what we've gone through in this epidemic is the essence of change and loss, we want to give you permission to fully embrace that, to come forward and say yes, but to also say Jen, as the CEO and founder of Thriveology, a company centered around creativity and wellness, to also say, I don't have to stay stuck in that place. Jen, it's great to have you here. Thank you, Dr. Pat. It's so fun to be here with you. Thank you for having me. So I am, um, we are talking a lot. Uh, these days about loss. And there's a lot to talk about. We're not really talking about your journey and what you have discovered into looking at whatever is showing up in our lives and still embracing our true selves to move beyond the guilt, the shame, the survivor guilt, right? Correct. I spent 10 years studying survivor guilt and talking about it from a different perspective. Nobody's talking about it. And yet we wonder, Jen, why do not I just, I feel a little bit off today, Jen. I'm just a little bit off. I can't really pinpoint what's going on. How many times have you heard that? A lot. I've heard that a lot. I feel as though until we become consciously aware that we have survivor's guilt, it's really hard to deal with, right? And, or regrets that we may have, or unspoken things we didn't get a chance to say, or, you know, we'll have threads. If we're, if we're talking directly around losing someone and not being able to fully thrive again, a lot of times there's unspoken communications that we need to find a way to rectify that and to move through that, handle that. It can be done a lot of different ways or to directly address the survivor's guilt, right? Or to directly address steps that we see perhaps that maybe if we had taken things might've gone differently. We have no, no way of knowing, right? But those thoughts that people have are real. And so there's a way to move through that productively and constructively being honest with yourself and also being compassionate also that we do the best we can with the information we have at the time, right? And so all of these things are facets of how to thrive because I, I agree with you. We both love this word thrive. And it's my belief that we don't thrive by accident. We thrive because we choose to thrive. It's a conscious choice and dealing with these kind of unsolved threads or undealt with threads of loss are what hold us back and cause us to wake up in the morning feeling groggy and out of sorts and not fully in our power center because we're there's something that's still holding us to another time space or another situation. We can't be fully here until we're consciously aware of what we're needing to sort through. And then we have the bravery to sort through it somehow. Yeah. And that's really what we're talking about today. You want to hear a little eerie, eerie story? Just yeah, a little quick to. eerie story. So I knew I was getting ready to do this show. And of course, we're going to be talking about many things today. You know, we're going to be talking about living for others after loss. We're going to talk about what that means along with living, you know, for ourselves. 
but we're also going to talk about what you've created, not just in the artistry of what you've created, but in the energy of what you've created, the tools you have, these beautiful cards that you've created. We're going to talk about all of that. But this is how I know that there are moments that we cannot explain some things. Here it is, really short and sweet. I wake up this morning. I, I'm in my office in, the stu in our studios today. I'm sitting at a desk that was given to me by a friend of mine who we shared the same vision back in 2002 and 2003. And we shared a vision to do exactly what I'm doing today. Although her life ended on November 22nd, the mm -hmm. same day my mom's life ended. But I wake up this morning and I come into this beautiful, beautiful, solid oak desk she gave me <clears throat> before she passed. And what do you think I put on to wear today? A silk jacket she gave me, mm -hmm. unconsciously, but yet consciously. And I want to ask you of how we move through. And for me, I know that I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have made the move that I made without her championing the cause back then. Mm -hmm. But here we are. And let's talk about what it means living for others in that phase of grief and our recovery and what that means. Because you know that firsthand with the loss of your son. I do. And I just want to say your, your beautiful friend, when you sit at that oak desk and you put on that self silk jacket and do the work that the two of you dreamt up together, right? That's what we're going to talk about a little further down in this interview is that's how you carry your loved ones with you as you go, right? That's how you move through your life, acknowledging your loss, but also bringing them and all the love and the joy that you shared with you. So that's such a beautiful way that you started the day today. Yeah. Uh, Thank but you. earlier in my you're welcome. But earlier in my journey, it really was about getting out of the bed, out of bed for my other three children. Right, I lost one of my four sons. I had a son older than him and two sons younger than him, and you really, I really needed to focus on them. That they had lost a brother, and that they needed a parent to show up for them. My husband at the time was working, and uh, God bless him. I'm not sure how he did that, um, and you know, you really, I just found it helpful and useful to find the purpose in showing up for them, knowing what they had been through and kind of prioritizing their needs and, you know, doing my best to just kind of limp through it, mope through it, right? Until I had gained enough resilience to kind of process the loss more deeply, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't talk about that enough. Um, I think there have been so many different ways we talk about grief. Um, but yet sometimes those around us can be our greatest motivators for taking action and moving forward. You know, they can be the thing that help us to really take that next step. Um, and yet we can get stuck in a space too. I've been stuck in a space. That's how crust busting was actually born. You know, that came out of being stuck, like not even be able to get off to my couch after a loss. But we do get stuck. Tell us about that. We do get stuck. And I think that this is a really delicate topic. Yeah. 
And it's really important to acknowledge that we do need the time and space to just be devastated, right? We do need to give ourselves that time to really feel as completely devastated by the loss until we can find a way to move. And grief is such a mysterious process. We have no idea the timing of that or the situation of that. However, what I did find in my process is what you said, um, focusing on other people is such a remedy. It's a very, it's immediately mood lifting, right? And it's a really way to not get stuck in what one of the pitfalls that I see is self-pity, right? Um, this is, can be a space that can be really toxic in the process of loss is um, we, if we choose to move through the loss with as much conscious awareness that we can create, we still have so much power to create and feel as little of the why me as possible, it gives us the most power to create something beautiful with what's remaining, Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that is part of what help people get stuck um, is the pity. The self-pity mm-hmm. is, is a difficult component that enters into it. And I think the, the more bravely and quickly we can address that, that kind of just lets us be with the sadness, mm-hmm. but then also see what's available. Yeah. What, what did you discover? What are some of the ways that you discovered, right, to move through? And I call it a phase. I mean, we're, you know, the English language is really quite limited when it comes to expressing what goes on deep in our souls and our hearts. It's really quite limited, right? You um, know, uh, other cultures, if I were talking to you in Italian right now, you would get a whole different vibe about what we're talking about. But we're talking about ways that we go through this notion of living for others. And at some point, is there something that happens where we shift from that moment to towards ourselves? Is it that black and white? Or look, is, is it the difference between flipping a switch and turning on the light or getting a dimmer and slowly raising the light up? <laughs> I feel like it's close to the second one. I feel as though um, for me, it was probably about seven months out. I was on my way to my grief counselor. I was stopped at a red light next to this cliff. I remember the exact moment, right? And I said to myself, I'll never have my son back. You know, I'll never have exactly what I want, but I know I can feel better than this. I know I can. And it was, I, I literally felt like almost like the clouds parting, but like sunshine came in. It was a willingness Mm -hmm. to let more light in. I just felt a shift in myself and I felt a willingness to at least investigate what would it take to feel better? Like, right. Um, (laughs) And at that, it was a light switch moment, but I think the dimmer had been going up for a while. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had been running and I was doing karate with my boys I was doing things to physically move the grief through my body, right? I was back into my painting again. I was doing art. Um, I play a healing gong. I was teaching yoga and that moved a lot of energy. So doing all of those things to physically move the grief through my body allowed for that aha moment at the stoplight, right? So it's both of those things. That's a great way of expressing it. 
and by the way, you can get a wall switch that actually has the flip switch and the dimmer all in one. <laughs> I love those, by the way, because I never can decide, do I want the full light or do I want the dimmer? But isn't that the way of life and grief? Um, it's no mistake that I was struck today by the light switch that came on when I sat here to get ready for the show at this beautiful, and this is oak. Nobody can lift this thing up, just saying. Uh, and this jacket, out of everything I could have taken from my closet today, this was it. And I want to ask about that because I think one of the hardest things that I've gone through in my life and loss and moments of it is being in that space where the light switch does go on and yet it's not going to be quite that exact. It's going to be this slow movement. And I want to get to some of the things you just mentioned and discovered because I can't express enough how yoga, art, whatever you just said, all of that, everything you said, those are tools. And sometimes the hardest thing to do, Jen, is to pick up a sketch pad and just sit there and look at it. But boy, what gets to be put on that paper is amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. And just to drop in the process of creating art um, for us. That's got to be uh, Bobby calling you. She knows I'm talking about her. <laughs> that would be something. That would be something Bobby Braden would do. That would be totally what she would do. He got you to put the jacket on today. So oh that's my God! Great. Yeah. So, um, being in the process of creating art, you know, if you look at art therapy, um, dropping in and creating something sh creates a shift in the nervous system um, towards relaxation and not stress, and so. Um, with grief, what's really hard when we're in deep grief is to set it down, even just for the smallest moments, to just kind of let ourselves let go of the longing, even for 10 minutes, five minutes, right? Um, 20 minutes is, is remarkable, right? So it doesn't even matter so much what we create on the paper. What matters, and with all the things that I mentioned, the running, the karate, the gong, the yoga, what matters is that we're, we're in an activity where we're fully engaged and it's a nourishing activity, right? It's a helpful activity where we can not set our loved one down necessarily, but just set the deep feelings of longing down for just a minute so that we can remember our connection to joy, our connection to our higher self, our connection to our own life force, right? And I feel as though that's what all the tools of the sacred grief course provide are these moments where we get to remember how to connect into our essential self and then become more nourished in the process. And then when we return to kind of our, for me, it was a second to second meditation on missing my child. I've brought with me more of my essential self into that, right? We like interrupt the pattern of, our grief with something beautiful and nourishing. And then when we return to our grief, we're bringing more back to it, more of our 
higher self's wisdom, more beauty, more understanding, more space. And so that's the slow burn process you're talking about, right? We, we're not going to resolve deep grief quickly, but we can steer ourselves so that as we move through it, we come out more empowered and maybe the process is more um, loving and supportive than it might have otherwise been. And maybe we get to a place where we feel whole and empowered maybe a little sooner than we would have gotten there. Well, I want to just point to this from a realistic perspective, because the reality is, as people are watching you, Jen, right now, and they're looking behind you, if we could just mention, uh, because I want to mention this, because it really does tap in to how we choose to thrive after loss. But as a result of this, you know, if people are looking at and watching this, you know, there is something behind you, and they're beautiful. And we talked about them on the last show, but I want to mention them again, you know, because I've, I think the thing that we don't talk about enough is when we express ourselves, how God, how spirit comes through us, even if we don't say it is God coming through us or it is spirit coming through us, it comes through us and somehow guides a gentle hand to create the beautiful cards and paintings that you have behind you. And it's hard to describe that in logical, practical, Virgo Capricornian language, because it is a moment of divine guidance, isn't it? It really is. What, um, what Dr. Pat is talking about is the uh, essential light deck that I created um, during my kind of deepest grief journey with losing my son Oliver and it's a deck of 61 paintings and they're um, intuitive messages from plants. Uh, I do a lot of work with essential oils. They were a huge part of my grief recovery process. I still use them every day. I find plant wisdom and plant medicine to be such a um, hugely empowering and powerful way to heal on all the levels of the body, you know, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And so I created a deck because I was using essential oils every day, but I also wanted my higher self to tell me what oils I wanted to use that day. And so I created a deck so that you can choose the oil, the, the card rather, based upon your attraction to the image. And then when you flip it over, um, there's a message on the back that, um, hopefully is guidance for you in that moment in that day. So I intuitively painted images of essential oils and then I channeled messages of the essential oil. And it's essentially if this plant could kind of talk to you, what it might say, hmm. um, specifically from the viewpoint of self-recrimination. I had a really hard time with regret after I lost my son. I was raised yeah. in a very Catholic environment. I always had a lot of guilt was always very hard on myself. And that tendency towards not giving myself enough credit and being really hard on myself was very toxic when coupled with the loss of my son. And so I, I really needed to address that tendency in and of itself in order to heal. I was starting to get sideways into some complicated grief. And I was able to identify that that, that habit in yoga, we call it that samskara, that mental tendency was really sabotaging me. So what each of these cards does is it invites back in some part of ourself that we've deemed unlovable or that we're holding in judgment in some way, right? So, 
and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how we choose to thrive. And I don't know if you're out there and you would like a message, if you would like Jen to pull a card for you, because I know this is a tough topic for all of us. And, you know, we're not saying what loss is. We're not putting a baseline on what we call loss and what you call loss. You know in your hearts what it is. We want to help you today, especially Jen. Jen, before we go to break, and also, Benny, we're going to open up the phone lines for people. How do people, Jen, find out about you, find out about your work? How can they get the cards and do their own healing work? Tell folks how to do that. To find both the course that I have coming up and the cards, you can go to www.thrivology.com and that's spelled T-H-R-I-V-O-L-O-G-I-E, Thrivology. And tell us a bit about the course, if you will, because folks may not know about that. The Sacred Grief course is starting March 17th. It runs for six weeks. It's an online course where there will be downloadable materials given to you each week. And these are the tools that I discovered in my own grief recovery and that I use with my clients that help you to find a multi-sensory self-love approach to healing your grief. And we're going to talk about multi-sensory when we get back. We're going to talk about some of the maybe unusual things that people may think, well, wait a minute, is that going to really help me? And when we come back, we're going to talk about the fact that there is no barrier or no boundary on the things that can help you. That's what Jen does. She works with people and helps you find whatever that is. Maybe it's not art. Maybe it's something else. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, 1-800-930-2819. We'd love to hear from you. There's a message you want to receive from a card that Jen will pull. 1-800-930-2819. And I'm just wondering what Bobby is trying to tell me. Let's take a short break. Benny, Jacob, we'll be right back. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Message delivery by Lisa Ann. You can't make this stuff up. Tune in every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Message delivery is an inspirational show about the journey to enlightenment and spirituality. For more information or your own personal message delivery, visit AngelMessages2U.com. That's AngelMessages, the number two, the letter U.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca.
Hi, I'm Ambrosia. And I'm Alexa. And we, and we are the hosts of Interbloom Podcast. Podcast. A podcast about spirituality and intuitive development. Together, we utilize our intuitive gifts and our own personal life experiences to empower you to live an extraordinary life. Check us out and subscribe at innerbloompodcast.com. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Yes. This topic right here... um, you know, when Jen Ripper said, yeah, I want to take my message out. I want to be able to talk to people about how to embrace your true self. I wanted to talk about the soothing balm, the way for grief to move through our system, our body, our nervous system. You know, a long time ago, I did a bunch of interviews with Carolyn Mace. Many of you that have been with me know those interviews. You know, I mean, we had some very lively conversations, she and I. One of the things she said that I never forgot was, it is a tissue issue. Yes, a Kleenex tissue, that too. But really, a cellular tissue issue. Grief gets in the body. It gets in there. You don't think it's in the body. But it's in the body. And what we're learning, Jen, right, is how to take the whole aspect of it. Now, before we go to the phones, uh, and thank you for those of you over on Facebook. Thank you, Jenny, for the fabulous message. Thank you so much. Charlene is thanking you, Jen, for all the Essential Light Oracle deck and the handwritten notes. So these are the touches, that just move that light switch up and up. This is the work you do. Um, Again, before we go to the phones and before we talk about how we step into ourselves, tell folks one more time about the course that you're getting ready to teach and how they can get their own deck of cards. Um, Absolutely. The deck of cards is available on my website, www.thrivology.com, T-H-R-I-V. O-L-O-G-I-E. And you can find the course there too. But if you want to just go directly to the course, it's www.sacredgrief2021.com. And you can read all about the course there. And we start March 17th. Thank you, Jen. I want to go to the phones. Benny, why don't we go to the phones? We have Jenny from Central Texas joining us today. Hello. How are you doing there in Texas? 
You know, we uh, have weathered the storm. Uh, yes. um, something that we haven't been used to. I'm not far from Austin and moved out to the country. Uh, and I've been fortunate um, with the water and the electricity situation. My Internet's down currently, uh, but I'll take that over what um, my family in Austin and uh, so many others you know, across Texas and the uh, United States have gone through. We've been praying for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I just so appreciate what you do. And uh, I'm a big fan of yours and of um, it, your y'all's wisdom has uh, been very valuable to me. So thank you very much for taking my call. How can we help you today? Uh, I want to introduce you to Jen Ripper, and she's got these beautiful, beautiful cards, and they're powerful messages. How might we help you today? Well, uh, um, you know, I just turned 59, and my kids are at Atta State University, uh, and um, after a 30-year marriage and relationship, uh, you know, sadly, it came, came to an end. You know, we both care for each other still and love each other. But, you know, there's been a lot of hurt there. So here's the card that I chose for you, Jenny. I chose Cypress for you. And the message that it has is letting go of control can be confusing and scary. You do not need to be perfect to succeed. Perfection is an illusion born of the need to control. Perfection reflects a lack of trust in the ability of the universe to provide the ingredients for actualization. Release the past, release the past difficulties. Relax and trust that all you need to move towards your vision is already flowing towards you. And the affirmation is, today I choose to be in the flow of life. So that's the card that I... Drew, for you, cypress is an oil about essential oil and plant, plant medicine and wisdom about getting unstuck and allowing ourselves to be unstuck and to be in that vibration of flow. So perhaps it's about seeing the possibility in the freedom that you have in your life right now um, and moving into things that you desire to have or do for yourself that you might not have considered when you were um, in, you know, a, a wife relationship and parenting. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, I was just about to say that resonates with me uh, very, very much. So I'm not sure, um, you know, it's been waves of, of content and peace uh, and waves of, you know, of grief as well. Absolutely. The grief and honoring the grief is a really important part of the journey. And what I have found in my grief healing journey is that we come to think of life as being either or. And what I've come to know is that it's both and. So you can have this feeling of grief and sadness and also this feeling of excitement and joy and possibility of what is coming next and maybe some freedom that you haven't found in your life in a long time. So what I find is really helpful is curiosity, getting really curious about what that possibility might be for you, what new possibilities exist for you. Yes, that does resonate with me. I've been curious, uh, um, kind of stuck and not sure which, um, 
which direction to go and and having the motivation, you know, to, to do that as well. Well, I, I, my advice, that's the, what's coming through yeah. um, from my guides to you is just trust that the nudges you're getting are leading you towards things that'll make you happy and that you can just relax and just kind of trust that if you're having a curiosity about this or a desire to try that, that that is all serving your happiness and your unfolding. It's a beautiful message. Thank you very it much. Is. Um, it is a beautiful it's message. It's very comforting and a great reminder. Yeah. Thank you for calling, Thank Jenny. You. So nice yep. to meet you. Yep. And you know our blessings are with you. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Um, thank you so very, very much. Uh, you know, Jen, this is what we're talking about today and what you just demonstrated and the power of that. Right. It is. Yeah. It's the and it's the Mm -hmm. space of and right. That was one of the greatest revelations of my entire life is that I can be so sad and so devastated that my son is no longer here in physical form in the way we want him. And I have these three beautiful sons and my work and my life and this healthy body and the sun is shining today. Right. I, it's all of that. It's everything, right? And I think embracing the and quality of life is what gets us through, right? We cannot change that someone has passed away or we've lost something that our children have moved away and our marriage has ended. We can't change these facts. What we can change is how we look at them and work with them so that we can create opportunity for joy for ourselves, right? And that is what we started the call with. That's thriving. It's a we make this choice to thrive. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I don't think I talk about that often is, you know, the situation that was uh, that was surrounding me at the time that the opportunity to start this career path happened. And it's not like I was at a place of just happy, jumpy, skippy. I was really at a place it was in in-between space. It was the realization of my past and what was now gone and the people in it. Um, because I didn't give myself time to stop. You know, I came out of a job loss, then lost my sister, then lost my stepmom, then went on to go to school, and I just kept going. And it wasn't until I finished in 2001 that it all kind of caught up with me. And I remember 2002 as being one of the most non-memorable, almost nothing to talk about years of my life. It was an in-between space where you think, really, after 10 years, are my, is this like up in my face? And I want to ask you about that. We've been talking about how to face our grief. Now, let's talk about how to thrive. And it was in that space. I don't even know what to call that space. But 2002 is a year I don't talk about hardly ever. Because it was just this numbing year. Mm -hmm. But 2003 started to turn itself around. 
And that's when the radio show popped up. How do we choose to thrive? What did you discover? And are there turning points in grief? I know the turning point for me was dialing a wrong phone number and finding myself paying for airtime in 2003 and getting behind a mic and just like talking about stuff that had been just bottled up inside of me. Um, But I hadn't thought about it like that until today in talking with you and then having Bobby show up. Tell us about what this next part of the journey looks like. And how to create beauty, how to create passion, you know, how to become vibrant, even in the moments where we're so raw, we can't see it. I love that. I love that you dialed the wrong number, right? Because <laughs> I think the divine has, has ways of helping us that we're, we're not aware of, right? I think we, it, we're working from our finite, you know, our finite selves. And then the divine is here helping us as well. And sometimes things that look like mistakes or accidents are somehow an intervention or a a meeting us where we are. So I think as we're reaching towards the light, the light is reaching towards us. I think that's always happening. And what is most helpful for me and what I help all of my clients with, whether they're grieving or not grieving, is that we have, you know, a very wise teacher inside of ourselves. We have the divine dwelling inside of us and we can access the divine anytime we would like through various ways and you know the divine isn't necessarily sad when we cross over right it's it's a a step on a long journey right and an infinite journey and so it's really about bringing more of that limitless energy forward through us into our lives and so we can connect with that these are what all the tools that I work with people um, in. That's what the tools are for, to help us kind of let go of this time space that we're in right now and connect into the infinity of joy and love and abundance and power that's within each of us at any moment, right? So it's, and you can do that in lots of ways. You can do it through running. You, you did it through talking to people right? You got to let go of your finite circumstances and be vast and expansive, right? You can do it through painting, journaling. You can do it through caring for people, um, going out in nature and just looking at the trees, working with the cards and essential oils. I love to play the gong for people because it kind of makes your mind so confused. You can't even think. You just surrender and breathe, right? There's a lot of different ways to come at this, but it's continually doing that and then choosing what it is you want. Yeah. Right? You it's so fascinating. Your- yes. We're talking about this because this is beauty from loss. Here's what I want to tap into. And this is the work you do with people. Uh, this is why, Jen, for me, the work that you're doing now, there are so many people right now that are absolutely in a place of grief and loss. We just don't think about it like that. We think that our grief is not good enough. Maybe I didn't lose a child, but maybe my life has changed so drastically. I was reading an article today. We're going to do a show on this, that for the first time in the history of divorce, and Jenny, I, I, I'm not necessarily talking about you, but I want to tell you this is on a radar. We're going to do a show about it. For the first time in the conversation of divorce, uh, usually when it's been talked about, we talk about men 
and we talk about how men end up for the first time in the conversation of divorce, it's not that. What women are experiencing right now is a triple whammy. They're finding themselves unemployed. They're finding themselves in the middle of a breakup. They're not going to get their, their jobs back. And those are statistics we talk about, but we're not talking about it. So can you address that there is no real definition that some guru placed on what loss and grief is? Because I think that's one of the more important conversations to have today, isn't it? I think a lot of people feel as though grief is hierarchical or that if in your esteem, someone suffered something worse than you, then you're not allowed to grieve. And I hear people, people come to me all the time and say, well, I didn't lose a child. And I just say, wait a minute, right? The last thing I want to do for anyone is to minimize what you're feeling, right? You're entitled to grieve whatever you're grieving in whatever way you're grieving it. And the losses that you just mentioned people do genuinely grieve and need the space and time to grieve them. Those are losses. And so I think one of the most hurtful things we can do in the space of grief is to, yeah, but people, right? Yeah, but this, yeah, but that. It's not, that's not, that's not helpful. That doesn't serve anyone. That's a spiritual bypass. Um, Somebody told me about that term and I was like, what is that? (laughs) <laughs> and I, I thought to myself, because, you know, I'm really being asked to write my book in one page. So I'm having to face everything we're talking about here today. But that yeah, but that yeah, but is one of the most painful things for someone to say to us. Right. It's like when I lost my job after 24 and a half years. Right. It was like, blah, blah, blah. yeah, but you know what? You got that big you got that big severance pay. And you know what? Now you got accepted to Columbia. Yeah. But, you, you know, and I'm like, I bought that for 10 years. And then I had a meltdown in 2002. Well, you know, it's just more about their discomfort with how you're feeling yeah. that they need the silver lining it for you so quickly. They can't even I had a good friend tell me on the, the day of my son's service, you'll write a book. I was like, we can't be friends anymore, really. (laughs) (laughs) If you can't let me be really sad today and you immediately need for me to shift out of being sad and focus on a book, I'll eventually write. I'm just not sure. I'm not sure we line up really that well, right? So, you know, (laughs) but that was saying more about her discomfort with the loss. And so we just have to keep in mind that the yeah, but... um, it's really about the person who's saying it and we get to grieve whatever we're grieving and yeah. whatever way we need to grieve it. And yeah. this, what I'm about to hold up, I pulled this card because I started talking about Bobby and the desk and the jacket and I needed to pull a card here. And I want you to tell me about this card, right? Can you see it? Yes, I can. Okay. That's such a powerful card. So I want talking to- about creating beauty from loss. Do you see these cards? If you guys don't own a deck of these cards, please go to Jen's website. Wait till you hear what this card says. And not only that, Jen will work with you. Um, maybe you don't want to take a class, but maybe you just want someone that understands your journey. Please go over to thriveology.com, T-H-R-I-V-O-L-O-G-I-E.com. Please go over there. You'll find the deck. So I pull that card. 
So Spike North, <laughs> it's about gratitude. So choose to be grateful for all the experiences of your life. Let the space of gratitude allow you to move through difficulties, resolve challenges, and find positive pathways forward. Your life is unfolding in a way that supports your spiritual growth and helps you to become more aware of who you are and who you are meant to be. See yourself as powerful and see your life as beautiful. Today, I choose to connect with my gratitude for being alive. And we talked about thriving, right? We've talked about that a lot. And this is what this, you know, epitomizes thriving and an attitude towards thriving, right? I choose to see my life as beautiful. I choose to be grateful, right? And I also don't want to get into a space of spiritual bypassing here either because we have to be really sensitive when people are grieving because that's a readiness that comes whenever it comes, right? You're allowed to feel like your life is devastated and that you have don't understand the path forward and that everything feels bleak. You're allowed to be in that space for however long you need to be in that space. What I do is extend an invitation to maybe shift out of that space and beyond it when you're ready. And so spikenard is a great oil to use when you're ready, right? Because it helps you to see the possibility of where you are. Yeah. And I want to just, I know we've got a few minutes left, but I want to talk to you about this aspect of, of something we don't really talk about. <clears throat> and that is about how the work, what we say yes to in this journey, how it can become healing. You know, Bobby said to me um, in her last months, giving me the desk. And uh, for sure, she had a message behind this jacket. And the desk was symbolic for her to say to me, you must continue with your vision. I have to this day a handwriting eight and a half by 11 sheet that she and I held up in a workshop together. And she wanted to make damn sure that every day I'm looking at this desk when there are moments when the power goes out, when I'm thinking, you know, can I really go forward to just remember the steps that it takes? And for you also, how the work becomes healing in itself, right? It does for me. Anytime I'm in a session with someone and they come out of the session feeling better than they entered the session, that's healing for me, right? And anytime that I can tap into my own personal experiences and strength that's in service to other people, it makes it feel as though everything that I worked for is so worth it. Everything I'm working towards, it makes it feel as though, even though, I would still choose to have my son back, right? I can't have that. But what I can have is a really beautiful, meaningful life where I can be of service to people. And each time that I am, it does heal in some way the loss of my son. It does have a healing effect on that loss because it's kind of a way of carrying his beauty forward. He was such a loving, um, helpful, emotionally generous light-filled, supportive person that I get to bring that kind of intention to other people, then it's kind of like keeping his memory alive and healing my loss and helping people on their journey. So we have to be careful again of pushing people before they're ready 
but many people who have experienced great loss can find a way to have that loss be in service to others. And there's something very healing about that. Yeah, there is. And at the same time, here's the thing I want to say, and also have you talk to if you don't mind. I didn't take this journey alone. I have said this to the listeners um, who have been with me since 2002, 2003, um, 2004, you know, 17 years. Benny and I have been together 17 years on, on the KKNWM 1150 network. And now we're syndicated to over 200 networks, including channels in Australia. But the thing that kept me going are these listeners knowing that, Jen, the work you're doing is going to be heard by people that absolutely need your help. And I just love being the conduit for that. I love being able to know that there are people that have gone through what I've gone through and worse. And that somehow, if we created a positive network back in in that time, really unusual, not many of them going on. Now you see a bunch of them. But if we could create something, how many lives could we change, Jen? How many people do you think you could help? So many. I'm hoping thousands, right? I um, really read so many books by mothers who had lost children after I lost my son. And each mother's story was so helpful to me that I would somehow be okay. Like, I didn't even know if I could breathe, right? I wasn't even sure I could live, right? No. Right? And so yeah, I, right. I needed evidence. I was looking for evidence that I would survive this somehow, right? And if I can be that for other people, that makes me tremendously happy. And you are doing it. And by the way, these cards, the Essential Light Inside Deck, these beautiful cards are powerful and they are spot on. Um, I pulled, of course, I showed you my deck the messages and the energy that you put into these beautiful art pieces. Somebody just asked the question, are you selling the art? That just must be a question that came in here. Uh, what you've done to create shifting energy really moves that switch from a dimmer light to literally an on-off switch that people could have at their fingertips. Your work is more important than it's ever been in any point in time that I've lived in this world. And you have not only a story, but you have tools and you're teaching people. I want to encourage everybody that if you're feeling whatever the grief or loss is, it doesn't have to be something huge. Please work with Jen on this. Get your cells and your energy moving. I work with five coaches to help me. Jen, What's your personal message? And again, tell folks about the upcoming class and how to get the cards. My personal message is that no matter what difficulty you're facing, if you can stay focused on the beauty that is still around you, the sun will come out. The sun will come out for you again. And I have tools and ways of helping you um, help it to come out maybe a little more smoothly and more quickly. Um, and with more confidence. My website's thriveology.com, T-H-R-I-V, 
O-L-O-G-I-E. And my upcoming course on grief called the Sacred Grief Course is available at at www.sacredgrief2021.com.